0: Well, the San Jose Sharks did make it interesting for a little bit, but unfortunately would fall 5-2 to two this evening against the Minnesota Wild. We've got a recap for you after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and join the conversation, Teal Together, check us out across all of the social media platforms. That being the YouTube chat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and the shenanigans that go upon the TikToks. (laughs) Check all of that and more at tealtownusa.com. Support the pod over at Venmo at TealtownUSA or via the Super Chat we are hitting th- over 3,000 subscribers, so we really appreciate it, and uh, again, all of your patronage goes to support the show, and we do this for each and every one of you out there, and uh, it's uh, Eric Landy flying solo today, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of rare that we get these solo shows, but that being said, I, you know, I did kind of pick a good one to uh to wing it on so to speak (laughs) because of uh you know there wasn't really too much to go on except for for the mauling that we witnessed (laughs) um you know i think we can just kind of go right off the bat. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury doing such a great job in that first period facing 18 shots on net against uh, you know the Sharks who were playing very well. I felt that they put uh, a lot of rubber to the net. I felt that they came out with some really good jump, but Again, not enough sustained pressure. A lot of one and duns, and then it, it just seemed like, you know, they were kind of resigned to the fate that Mark Andre Fleury kind of had their number. And of course, throughout his career, Mark Andre Fleury is a noted shark killer. <laughs> but again, the Sharks did put up a good, resilient fight. However, Jared Spurgeon did score one minute and forty four seconds in to the first, which really did put the Sharks uh, on some offhanded footing. I, I, again, when you're starting that quickly and you're starting late, it uh, it doesn't bode well. And it's something that we've continually harped upon for this team. It's something that we continually see time and time again. And they're just not able to execute a game plan Coming out, uh, you know, either at the beginning of periods, um, or coming out after intermissions, it just seems like for whatever reason, the first five to ten minutes of a period, the sharks are vulnerable, and we'd see it time and time again. And shoot, they're vulnerable. Heck, in the last two minutes as well, as we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, but the sharks, like I said, did put together uh, a couple of, uh, of good pushes not as much sustained as as we would have liked to have seen but again a lot of rubber getting funneled to the net the sharks would take two penalties against and they would uh, kill them both off which was which was good Um, they would get a power play of their own but it proved very ineffectual in that first period and all of those those uh, those power plays coming at 1740 and then a little bit afterwards at 1828 and 1947. So again, Sharks come off on that uneven footing to start the period, start behind the eight ball, and uh, kind of we're chasing the, the rest of the game from there. In that second period, the Sharks would manage to get a power play goal this time, coming in at seventeen. Uh, yes, at, excuse me, at ten nineteen. The penalty coming in at seven forty on the seven forty nine on the second period. So Logan Couture would get his twenty third of the year. Carlson and Hurdle would get the assists. Carlson getting assist number sixty four. That would put him at eighty four points. Uh, grabbing the Sharks' single-season record for a defenseman. Single-season point record for a defenseman. Uh, Again, passing Brent Burns 83 points, and of course, uh, Brent Burns would go on to win the Norris that season. But uh, Eric Carlson has his little piece of Sharks lore uh, in in the record books. And uh, despite how you feel about him, I think we've all... Kind of voiced uh, d- displeasure at times. We've um, voiced uh, how much of a superstar he is at times. Uh, very much a enigmatic player, um, but we're witnessing history, and again, something that um, doesn't come around often. And again, for a Sharks franchise that have been blessed with some really great defensemen, uh, Eric Carlson does keep, uh, you know, does keep the mantle um, of elite Sharks defenseman going so again I think he's adding to the accolades he's got a career best in points um, and and I don't think that there's any doubt that he'll win the the Norris this year of course there's always going to be that contingent of the writers who feel that you know the Norris should go to a playoff contender however with how prolific eric carlson has been scoring this season i just don't see any other uh any other player coming coming close to to getting those kind of votes and uh, again proving why eric carlson is a superstar in the back end um you know i think we've seen spurts of it throughout his tenure here but noth- nothing this sustained so um again i think It's going to be very interesting to see where his Sharks career ends up um, and as far as what kind of accolades he will have um, and and what kind of hardware he'll end up getting while he's in Teal. So again, very excited to see uh, where he goes from here if he can hit that 100-point mark. However, the good feelings wouldn't last while Frederick Goudreau would end up getting the Wild back on top this time, coming in at eighteen oh three. This would be a power play goal, and and again, the Sharks uh, PK seems to be leaking some oil. Um, Again, we had seen this uh, prior. You know, a a team that's missing Nick Bonino, it's missing Matt Nieto, and uh, you know, I, I guess it's to be expected the regression. However, with how the Minnesota Wild had played against the Sharks and how ineffective their power play had been against the Sharks, it's a little—it's a little more than disheartening to see, um, you know, t- to see the team kind of fold up on the PK. So again, I, I feel that it did take a step backwards. Um, however, I think we've all kind of voiced our opinions here on on where we'd like to see the sharks end up, and you know what what kind of um, positioning that we can get in that draft. So you know it ends how it should end, um, but I think I would like to see a little bit more. Uh, you know, a little bit more of a proud PK because it does seem like it's it's becoming a little bit like Swiss cheese. <laughs> Going into that third period, um, Marcus Johansson would get the Minnesota Wild a two-goal lead this time again. I sound like a broken record, but coming in at 30 seconds into the third period, and when you continually put yourselves behind the eight ball like that. Um, you really do make it difficult for, for yourself to get back into a game. Um, it, you make it difficult for yourself to pull yourself out of that mental funk, um, especially with a goaltender who's kind of already in the shark's heads for whatever reason. And, uh, I just, uh, I just really feel like the team, um, again, was just resigned to their fate. Tomas Hertl would get a nice power play goal. It was a second effort garbage type goal. Couture and Berabanov getting the assists there, and uh, you know, it give you a little bit of of warm and fuzzy feelings. But again, not enough sustained pressure, putting yourself behind the eight ball. Taking more penalties because Matt Zuccarello would get a power play goal at 11 minutes in, uh, into the third period. Uh, Hartman and Klingberg getting the assist there. So that would put you two goals behind now with nine minutes left in the game. Again, just whether it's um, being aware of the penalties that you're taking or if you're taking... Um, You know, if you're continually making the same mental mistakes that are leading to these power plays, it it doesn't show the growth that I wanna see. Yes, we're yes, we're we're losing, right? Yes, this is a team that has been talked about for a lack of talent since the start of the year. However, as I've been preaching throughout this season of fundamentals, putting your best foot forward and really trying to make that foundation for the next season we have not seen that we haven't seen a consistent one through four line game from this team. It seems like every line wants to do something a little different. Um, it seems as if the defense is can be disconnected from their forwards. And again, you, you, you play and I hate to say this and I hate to use this, this word, but you play a soft game and just, as you've seen before i mean the sharks can be bullied they can be manhandled and that's exactly what we saw the the minnesota wild do i mean jordan greenway ryan reeves i mean these big physical guys getting um getting into it um and there was you know there was reason why the sharks were interested in jordan greenway i mean this is a guy that that is able to um skate able to use his body able to Um, Go in there and just wreck havoc. Same thing with Ryan Reeves. Hartman, I mean, you you have pot stirrers there. And I think that that's going to prove a really, really deadly combo for... um, you know for Minnesota i'm i'm very interested to see how they're going to do um especially when they get Kirill Kaprizov back and i hope that he comes back healthy and 100% for the playoffs because you know this is um a guy who is electrifying and to add big bodies around him to give him um to give him space out there it really does make uh, for a better game it really does uh, make for a better playoff to have him um, up and going and I think the Minnesota Wild could could make some noise in that central division Um, it's certainly if they if they get matched up against Colorado it's certainly going to be a great opening round um, and and geographical rival for sure um, you know some of those North Star um, Colorado Avalanche um, you know clashes were were very very interesting and again I'm just excited to see what Minnesota can bring in that playoffs. However to end up the goal uh to end excuse me the end of the game Matt boldly would get his 18th of the season with Jared Spurgeon getting the assist on an empty net goal that would get us to our final, of the night, that would be the Minnesota wild mauling the sharks five to two. Uh, the sharks now sit with 50 points in the standings. Um, and I think positioning themselves to make a really good run at the first overall pick, which again, with the amount of talent, um, that is in, uh, picks. I, I think even one through three, to be quite honest, um, is going is going to be a great player for you. Of course, number one probably going to be a generational type player. Number two is going to be um, a, a number one overall pick in any other year, and even the the third ranked player. Um, and I think he's. I, I think there's there's a there's a Russian that has been ranked there. There's there's been a few others, but a, again, the, the talent. I think even with talent one through 10 is very, um, you know, very interesting. But I, I really do feel that one, two, three, you'll get a great player um, and, and somebody you can really build upon. And we saw William Eklund again today. Um, And he has seemingly progressed his game um, a little bit. I think he took a a penalty that's kind of one of those strength penalties where, you know, he he does need to add maybe a little bit more size and and be maybe a little bit more detailed with his stick work. Um, But I'm seeing good things from him. And um, I'm going to be very interested to see how Bordy comes up and and how he looks, because that's another guy that's going to be very, very key to the team moving forward. Um, trying to get another skill type player, um, a, again a college player who has some really good experience and and is a is a leader and somebody I think who can really push the team forward. So, if you're going to uh, you know add a top four um, you know a top four draft pick to the mix that you already have, I think it's going to be. It's going to be very good for the sharks, and you know their their trades. I I think we've kind of come around a little. They definitely went for the quantity. So if you're going for quantity, you're hoping that one of them is going to overachieve, and um, you know, really try to add something of value. So you hope you get another blue chipper out of the 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 prospects that came about from from the Devils but we'll see. Uh, again, I think for, for the defenseman that we were able to pick up, he's going to be hopefully a top six guy, um, you know, and, and I hope that Kani, uh, Kinizhoff is can is going to continue to, um, you know, get back into the, into the swing of things. And, um, from there, I mean, we can really, really move the, move the, um, move the needle here and and really move the team forward into the next phase uh of the retool rebuild oh, <laughs> oh marty t yeah, that's pretty funny fantilia is the store brand bedard <laughs> that's for you jack so we're getting uh oh uh uh the G? Um, is also up in the chat so appreciate you uh chiming in and um again agreeing <laughs> agreeing with andy man um andy i think you know he's been a long time or two and uh, you know appreciate his input and oh burge saying san jose can win the title of the first team to be mathematically eliminated for the playoffs on tuesday Yes, big tankathon game, of course, with Columbus. We do have that game against them. Uh, right now, Columbus is at 47 points. However, they've only played 65 games. Uh, the Sharks do have a game against them. Um, and I have been playing around with tankathon, and it is scary how little the Sharks end up moving they, in in most of the scenarios that I've played out, it seems like they move back at least one pick. So again, if you can secure the number one, um, the best uh, percentage wise to get the number one overall pick, um, I think that that's going to bode well for you um, because that percentage difference between number one and number two is is, is quite big. I think it's over 12% difference. Um, but you know, it's it's going to be a challenge. I think you know, three points is a lot to to kind of make up for, especially when you're talking about losing, um, especially when you're talking about a Columbus team that just really is not good. I mean, they've they don't have the worst goal differential, but they do have the second worst, only behind Anaheim, um, and and you wonder. You know, can the Sharks keep pace with Anaheim? And I mean, Chicago right now has the same amount of points as the Sharks and just one game fewer played. So kind of interesting. We'll see where it ends up. But I did want to quickly go over that Hassel Plotner was in the house this evening and they panned over to him a couple of different times and seemed very uh, grumpy, (laughs) to say the least. Um... I don't think, I mean, of course, this isn't fun for anybody to watch, but I think especially for him, you know, he's bought this team, he spent a lot of money, he's spending a lot of money on players he doesn't have, and that's kind of scary because if you get an owner who is used to running a business as big as SAP and running it as stream and smooth and and uh, as good. As good of an operation as they have over there you just wonder what he is thinking about um and, and you just wonder how the inefficiencies over the years have just continually degraded the talent on this team you know going from the team that uh you know was playing in a western conference final to uh, you know bottoming out um again it must not be fun for ownership um and and i do wonder you know if he's going to get bored with the team um and i i mean i don't don't want to play alarmist here because i feel that um you know that that that's not um you know that we have to really see the team do horribly and you know draw under certainly under what they draw now um you know for any kind of murmurs to go on but i do wonder how long the um the the losing will um will continue and I do wonder how that erodes the confidence of ownership Um, again you got to give Mike Greer some time to figure figure things out he's a first-time GM so you figure he might have maybe a little bit more runway but there have been some questionable moves and I think we can we can all agree that the moves haven't been exactly what we thought that they would be and there seems to be this impetus to get bigger, get more physical, go back to an older style of game that the Sharks used to play. Um, but again, I, I'm i concerned about a, a Tim Burke-led draft, um, you know, outside of, you know, the one or number two pick overall, right? I mean, you can't really screw those up, but, you know, it, it does seem like he has lost his, his magic a little bit for mining out of the late rounds. So, Again, I just I continually wonder about where the team is at, where the team's headspace is, and got to wonder what assets are going to be jettisoned off at that draft, and again, how much uh, the team is willing to go through this, this losing period. Um <laughs> Luke Johnson saying I need Eklund to score a goal soon because it's the only thing that will bring me joy besides Teal Town USA of course. Really appreciate that Luke. I mean, we do this for for everybody to get um you know, to get their their thoughts out there to vent um and to, you know, connect with other Sharks fans. So a- again, it, it's something that we do a labor of love definitely. Um, but we want to bring this content for you because, you know, we're the only ones that do it after every game, whether it has to be a solo effort like tonight or whether it's a, a packed full house after a playoff game. I mean, we're we're doing it and we're committed to it because this is our team and, you know, all of all of the the people that have joined us. I mean, you, you're you definitely amongst the fanatical for sure. <laughs> and, um, you know, we we appreciate all all of your patronage. It really does make our job a lot easier, because if we didn't have um, you guys and gals out there, it would make this job a lot more difficult. However, I did want to keep this to a minimum, keep it short, so let's rock and roll with the In Case You Missed It. Check us out across all of the podcasting platforms, that being the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Play Store, the YouTube Rewind, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Audacity. And you can always check the VODcast out on the YouTube Rewind. Like and subscribe, hit the bell to n- get notified when we go live. Of course, if you're a long time, we go live. You know, we go live after every game. Um, and again, Really, really appreciate everybody in the chat uh, giving me uh, stuff to go off of and to continually give you some good radio content, even though it is on the solo side. (laughs) Um, But no, we really appreciate it. And as always, you can check out everything and more uh, about the Sharks on TealTownUSA.com. We've got some great articles coming out. Um, Of course, we're going to have draft day bonanza as we always do um of course you know it's it's uh, ian and mark uh, myself um kevin you know we all love to chip in and we're getting to the to the good part especially with um you know with how the sharks have played we're getting up to the uh you know we're getting up to the good part where you're, where you're starting to look at the kids coming in the uh, new fresh perspectives and um seeing where the team can eventually end up But uh, my final thoughts being let's continue to, one, lose (laughs) so we can get good positioning. But two, again, lose with some pride. Um, Again, execute a better game plan. Get on the same page. Start to make those connections for next season. Start the auditions for who's going to be where um, for next season. and, And let's... End with some moral victories. Let's end with, again, some teaching moments um, and, and get this team back to where it needs to go. So, from all of us at uh, Teal Town USA, We really appreciate you uh, joining us and getting us over 3,000. I think that that was the last thing I really wanted to end on over 3,000 subscribers. I mean, we've been doing this um, for for a, a long time and to get to where we're at today. Um, you know, it's just so heartwarming, and we appreciate all of the patronage. Um, of course, check out Pucknologist tomorrow night at uh, at 7. Uh, AJ and Jerk are going to be going through and talking about Team Teal uh, and the week that was. Um, and again, you know, the patronage just continues to build the word of mouth for Teal Town USA, and um, we get to share in this passion uh, that we that we all love uh, from our side of the mic so anyhow keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal thank you everybody and check out Pucknologist again 7 p.m pacific standard time and don't forget to move your clocks forward thank you everybody and have a wonderful night